All right, welcome today to Roman Survey. This is Roman Survey class number seven. And that, of course, that means we'll be in Romans chapter seven. We'll begin reading in verse number one. Romans chapter seven, verse number one. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. So then if, while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin but by the law. For I had not known lust except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. But sin, taking occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence, for without the law sin was dead. For I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. And the commandment which was ordained to life I found to be unto death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me and by it slew me. Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. Was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid. But sin, that, that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. Now this passage here in verse number 15 begins a very great passage which explains a lot about the standing and state of a man and I really shouldn't say a standing and state of a man although you could put it that way but I should say standing and state of a Christian here Paul is a Christian no doubt he's a Christian he is the he is the apostle to the Gentiles he has the uh, the great uh, challenge and the great task of writing down uh, church age doctrine to the Christian to the Gentile Christian and this great apostle is saying the things that I don't allow he says the things that I would not do those are the things I do and so what you're talking about is a man's standing is the way that God has pardon me a man's standing is what God has done for him uh, the class that God has put him into he is put into the class of the saved the born again the redeemed the justified the sanctified but his state may very well be something else in his standing he says uh, this is bad this is wrong this is ill this is I, I'm not going to do any of these things I don't allow these things these things are against the rules 
A law that is holy has stated that these things are evil and contrary to God. And so that he says in verse number 15, For that which I do, I allow not. The things that I'm doing are the things I really know that I shouldn't be doing. And, and he says, That I would, for that I would, that do I not. A lot of the things I know I should do, I don't do. And a lot of things I know I shouldn't do, I do those things. And what he's trying to get across to you is, is that a Christian has a standing, but he also has a state. And the state may be less uh, justified or more justified it might be less disciplined it might be more disciplined and so even the apostle paul was subject to the flesh and even the the apostle paul gave in to the lust of the flesh and this is why he he is so adamant in his epistles to tell us to resist the flesh and flee uh, youthful lust and different things like that because they're very dangerous to the Christian life and so there's no doubt that the apostle Paul had the same longings and he had the same struggles as a Christian that you and I do and so verse 15 to verse number 25 is a, a recounting of that um, struggle that Paul had and also which you and I have on a regular basis and so uh, he says for that which I do I allow not for what I would that do I not but what I hate that do I if then I do that which I would not I consent unto the law that it is good the law is good I'm the one that's bad that's what he said uh, in verse 14 for we know that the law is spiritual but I am carnal sold under sin verse 17 now then it is no more I that do it but sin that dwelleth in me and this is why uh, in the uh, epistles of John he says in the first place that uh, a man that is born of God does not commit sin and that is a very strong statement for a person who knows that even though he's been born again he still has uh, uh, very many sinful episodes in his life but the but John says he that uh, is born of God does not commit sin that's John chapter 3 uh, the epistle of John chapter 3 but in the epistle of John chapter 1 he says if we say we have no sin we deceive ourselves and so that those two statements are not contradictions but one is a statement made in light of our state which is in fellowship or out of fellowship with God check the context and chapter number 3 is a is a um comment that regards or deals with our standing in Christ and so in verse number 17 again here in Romans chapter 7 he says now then it is no more I that do it but sin that dwelleth in me you've got a dual nature and the the your manly fleshly nature does not change the operation of God that has implanted the divine nature in you we're sealed with the spirit of god and we're led by the spirit of god verse 18 romans chapter 7 for i know that in me that is in my flesh so he's making a difference here he says in me and it's not a general statement that would cover the spirit and the soul he says in me that is in the flesh dwelleth no good thing for to will is present with me but how to perform that which is good i find not for the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. 
Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Double statement, verse 18 and verse 20. Verse 21, I find in a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me, standing in state. Verse 22, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. There's something going on in the spiritual man and the, the portion of a man that is, uh, that is influenced by the divine nature, 2 Peter chapter 1. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. So he's talking about the predestination to be conformed to the image of his son. That's Romans chapter 8. There is in me, there is a portion in me that is saved and sealed and sanctified not by ourselves, not by our own works, but by the work that was done through Christ. And then there is a portion of us, and this is covered again uh, again in Romans 8. This will be covered. But he says, there is a portion in me that is waiting for the redemption of the body. And so he says, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Something wrong with the body. Verse 25, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. It is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ that delivers me from the body of this death. And it is a future event even for the man that's saved, but it is a a predestinated event. That's why the Bible says in chapter 8 that we are predestinated not to be saved, but predestinated to be conformed to the image of his Son bodily. This is what Paul is talking about throughout Romans chapter 8 and the, the Bible also tells us that he's going to change our saved people, our vile bodies to be made like unto his glorious body. Verse 25, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord so then with the mind I myself serve the law of God but with the flesh the law of sin. All right, thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time.